Chapter 18 The Doom of the Double-Hearted They also killed Balaam, the son of Beor, with the sword. Numbers 31, 8 Balaam had taken the field against Israel, against the people whom he had pronounced blessed, whom he had pronounced invincible both by earth and hell. Yes, Balaam, the son of Beor, he, and not another of the name, rushes on the studs of the Almighty's armor. He defies Israel and Israel's God. But he fails. He would gladly have cursed Israel, but he could not. He counseled Moab to seduce Israel by temptation, and his device succeeded too well. He now fetches his last stroke in vain. He perishes inferiorly. He is slain with the sword that he had defied. Such is the end of the backslider, of one who knew the truth but did not do it, who once said, Let me die the death of the upright, and let my end be like his. Numbers 23.10. It was certainly not the end he prayed for, yet it was the end to which his whole life had been headed. He reaped what he sowed, and in him God was not mocked. Galatians 6.7. He died as he lived, in fellowship with Moab, yet persuaded in his heart that Israel was the beloved of the Lord, and that Jehovah was God. His life had been with Midian, and so was his death. His grave is with the unclean. He passes from earth with no one to soothe his deathbed and close his eyes, none to lament for him or to build his monument. A sad end of a life of halting and indecision, and resistance of the spirit, defiance of conscience, rejection of light, and wretched covetousness. He loved the wages of unrighteousness, and he certainly received his reward. Let us see what he wanted and how he failed. How ambitious he was, yet what a life of utter failure and disappointment was his. He would gladly have risen, but he sunk. He would gladly have been rich, but he lost everything. What a wasted life! Yet it was the life of one who knew to do better things but didn't do them, who knew that the world was vanity yet followed it, who knew that Israel's portion was the best yet chose that of Moab, who knew the true God and the true Messiah but preferred the idolatries of Israel's enemies. He saw him from the top of the rocks, but that was all. He got a passing glimpse of the cross, but no more. It was everything that he saw of the way of life before he plunged into death and woe. 1. He wanted to serve two masters. These were the same that the Lord later designated as God and wealth. He wanted not to offend either one, but to please both. He was like Issachar, crouching between two burdens. But it would not do. He failed. Such is the certain failure of everyone who makes a similar attempt. You cannot serve God and wealth. Matthew 6.24 and Luke 16.13, emphasis added. He loved the one master, wealth, and he dreaded the other, God. But he would gladly do the will of both. He could not afford to lose the favor of either. Miserable life, more miserable death. The life and death of one whose whole career was one long attempt to do the bidding both of God and the devil. 2. He wanted to earn two kinds of wages the wages of righteousness and the wages of unrighteousness, 2 Peter 2 15, were both in his eyes. 
He would gladly have the pay of both God and the devil. He was unwilling to do or say anything that would deprive him of either. He was as cautious and cunning as he was covetous. He would not work without wages. He would work for a hundred masters if they would only pay him well. How like many so-called religious men among us! 3. He wanted to do two opposite things at the same time. He wished both to bless and to curse. He was willing to do either so long as it would serve his interests. The only question he had was, would it pay? If the blessing would pay, he would take it. If the curse would pay, he would take it. If both would pay, he would take both of them. Both blessing and cursing were alike to him, confessing and denying the true God. Worshipping Baal or Jehovah, it didn't matter if by this craft he could have his wealth. Acts 19.25, King James Version. So it is with many among us. If keeping the Sabbath will pay, they will keep the Sabbath. If breaking the Sabbath will pay, they will break the Sabbath. These are true Balaams, without principle, without faith, and without fear. 4. He wanted two kinds of friendship. He would gladly be friends with everybody. Perhaps he was timid of those whom Scripture calls cowardly, Revelation 21, 8. Perhaps also he was ambitious and sought great things for himself wherever these could be obtained, Jeremiah 45, 5. He certainly had before him the fear of man that brings a snare, Proverbs 29, 25, and the love of man's commendation that brings no less of a snare. He dreaded Israel's God, of whom he knew much, but he also dreaded Moab's gods, though whether he really believed in them we do not know. Made up of these contradictions, and acting not by faith but by unbelief, he tried to secure the friendship of everyone whom he counted great, whether in heaven or on earth. He shut his eyes not only to the sin but also to the impossibility of such a course. He didn't see that the friendship of the world is the enemy of God, and that whosoever will be the friend of the world must be the enemy of God. And five, he wanted to have two religions. He saw religion to be a paying concern, a profitable trade, and he was willing to accept it from anybody or everybody, to adopt it from any place if it would raise him in the world and make his fortune. Perhaps he thought all religions were equally right or equally wrong equally true or equally false. He would rather not offend any god if he could help it. He would make concessions to religious prejudices of any kind if the prejudiced people would only help him. He was like Erasmus of old, whom a German writer thus describes, Erasmus belongs to that species of writers who have all the desire to build God a magnificent church, at the same time, however, not giving the devil any offense to whom, accordingly, they set up a neat little chapel close by, where you can offer him some touch of sacrifice at a time, and practice a quiet household devotion for him without disturbance. Such was Balaam. He wanted to have two gods and two religions. But this double service, double friendship, and double religion would not do. He could make nothing by them. They profited him nothing, either in this life or in that life to come. His end was with the ungodly, his portion with the enemies of Israel. And for his soul, where could it be? Not with Israel's God, or Israel's Christ, or in Israel's heaven. 
he reaped what he sowed. He was a good specimen of multitudes in these last days, an educated and intelligent man, shrewd and quick-seeing, of respectable character, high in favor with the rich and great, a religious man, too, after a fashion, not unsound in creed so far, for he acknowledges Jehovah as the true God. But he is fond of the world, fond of money, and fond of promotion. He is one that would not let his religion stand in the way of his advancement, who could pocket all scruples if he could pocket a little gold along with them. He is hollow of heart, but with a fair outside. He is just an Erasmus, not a Luther, Calvin, Knox, confessor, nor martyr. His worldly interests are the main thing to him. He would rather not risk offending God, but yet he would not like to lose Balak's rewards and honors. He would rather not take up his cross, nor deny himself, nor forsake all for his God. Religion with him is not just a thing to be suffered for, at least if he can help it. So it is with multitudes among us. They want as much religion as will save them from hell, and not an atom more. The world is their real God. Gold is their idol. It is in wealth's temple that they worship. Love God with all their heart? They don't so much as understand the meaning of such a thing. Sacrifice riches, place, honor, and friends to Christ? (laughs) They scoff at those things as madness. Oh, be on the side of God completely. Don't trifle with religion. Don't mock God and Christ. Do not love the world. Be religious in your inmost soul. Don't mistake sentimentalism for religion or a good character for the new birth. You may go very far and yet not be a Christian. You may follow Christ in some things, but if not in everything, then what is your following worth? This world or the world to come. That is the alternative. Not this world and the world to come. Christ, all or nothing. The soul more precious than worlds or utterly worthless. No middle ground. No half discipleship. No compromise. No. The friendship of the world is enmity with God. James 4, 4, King James Version. Come out and be separate. 2 Corinthians 6.17. The new birth or no religion at all. Look to your end. What is it to be? Where is it to be? With whom is it to be? Anticipate your eternity. Is it to be darkness or light? Shame or glory? Oh, make sure, make sure. Do not sear your conscience by praying Balaam's prayer, Let me die the death of the upright. What will that get for you? It is the life of the righteous that God is calling you to lead, and He will take care of your death. Decide. Do not hesitate, or else your life will surely be a wretched life, and you will have a still more wretched death. What will gold, purple, or honor do for you when you lie down to die or rise up to be judged?